Well, he's quirky and he's a weirdo. And we're about to enter an episode of Hoarders. Now, this is designed by the fool, his house. Uh, You know what? I'm not sure about that, Mike. Uh, I don't know that... uh... Okay. No, it's all right. It's just... decorated in pre-Raphaite Gothic tones, kind of images of kings and queens in a fairy tale poem, most hidden behind piles of piles of papers. So, like dark green walls with Victorian murals. I don't think the fool did this side. Oh, whoa! That's very religious. He's praying. Um, it's supposed to contrast with like all the psychedelia next door. I guess, and uh, like he's the. Oh, now watch. This is like one of his absent-minded professor moves, right? He's getting, he's relaxing his feet. Going out, yeah, man. But he left his socks on, you silly absent-minded professor. Oh, I forgot to take my socks off on pouring boiling water (laughs) on my feet. (laughs) Why are my feet not scolded? Oh, right, I have socks. (laughs) And it's Twinkle. sort of like, it's like, wop, 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 wah, you know. It's George Harrison, so it's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. So because he's a workaholic and a professor, he's looking at a microscope at home, but there's this racket next door. Uh-huh, like music racket or like a yeah. tennis racket? Go ahead, give it a listen. Okay. Oh, shit, I'm not prepared. You think Genie would come out of the bottle by this point? <laughs> you, you've quit on it. You've quit. Yeah, on I it. guess I have. All right. I'm gonna be the most hated person. All right, you can quit on it. Listen, we'll listen to the real soundtrack for this film. Sure. Well, that's it. I told them. I knocked on the door on the wall. Uh, uh. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I love this music. You know, you just... Wow. Well, you know, I mean, that's uh, the word I was on the street. Oh, no, that's backbeat. Backbeat? I, hate I wish that. you... Okay, so, he's yeah. in frustration, he throws an alarm clock... And all he ends up doing is knocking over his nice butterflies. He also oh. learned how time flies. Right, time, exactly. Yeah. Later he will, like making fun of the cleaning lady, referring to it as my time machine. But Oh, he mocks the, the cleaning lady? Uh, later on he will, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh, yes, he canceled, Mike? Oh, no, I don't know. I haven't seen this movie yet. <laughs> okay, so he is about to discover Camera Obscura. Camera from, Obscura? Coming from, you know what that is, right? You've heard of it? Yeah, I've, there's one in San Francisco, this famous Camera Obscura right mm-hmm. by the, the ocean, by the cliff house. Have and you done? Several times, yeah, man. It's fucking, so you walk it, you pay, they have a little booth right we get a yeah. ticket and it's right at the cliffs right it's at the cliff house and you mm-hmm. can hear the splash and you can see like there's a little 
seal mountain or what have you, and you go inside, it's pitch dark, except for some notes about the history of the camera obscura. And you go in and there's a pinpoint on the, on the roof, right? right? Everything's black except for this one white pin roof. And then right below the pinpoint is this like, I don't know, like a contact lens, like but big, like a big ball, yeah, like you, yeah. but there's no punch in it. But what it does <laughs> is that you can see the reflection. And so you can see the entire like uh, ocean outside. Right. Yeah. And yeah. they put it on the floor so that it doesn't appear to you upside down. You see it? camera obscura comes out upside down. So that's why like um, they would, when it was discovered in, I don't know, Arabia, it was discovered in the Middle East and they would do it in the desert in a tent. And it would always be upside down on the other side of the wall. These huh. guys were smart enough to put it at the top. So now he has found the hole which Camera Obscura came through, and he's peeping. That's his wonder wall. Right. That is yeah. going to become his wonder wall. Absolutely. Now, is his wonder wall because he can just look directly at her or because it also produces this Camera Obscura? No, you see, that's the thing I think it's weak about the film. The Camera Obscura will now go away, and he'll just be peeping. I think wow. it would be so much better if he was doing the same thing he does in the film, but he's got a bunch of camera obscuras, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. He would be upside down so he could see everything properly. But no, have, he's going to have a wonder wall, a peeping Tom wonder wall. Have you ever heard the story of this movie called Peeping Tom? No. All right. So this is like a 1960s film, right? It's 66, maybe. And it has like this glorious, like, it's British. It has like uh, it's basically about a guy who photographs. Uh, he has a camera, right? And he stabs women. He has like a knife in his tripod, right? And he also records, films them as they die, and they see a reflection of them. Oh. And then he goes and he watches it and he jerks off to it. No, like he has a projector. Not seeing this film. So no, but this film was produced by. Oh, go ahead, Carl. No, I was just noticing some of the moths and butterflies fly away. Now, you know that thing couldn't be, they wouldn't be alive in there. Maybe from the... Um, they would not be animated either. Yeah, you see the cartoon? This is the only uh -huh. time you'll see it, too. Oh, and George Harrison is noodling away. Noodling, but I like this butter butterfly. Uh, so anyway, there's a movie called Peeping Tom. Yeah. Right? So he, he steps, and it was, uh, and at the end, he dies, and he gets killed, and he sees his own reflection. But... Okay. Uh, that's it, just this, I guess. It, it was produced, written, and uh, directed by these guys who made the red shoes about a ballerina. A beautiful film where her shoes won't force her to dance. And also this like British war movies. Ooh, it ruined their career. This mm. is like a big like kiss me stupid deadly uh, stupid bad film. Right, right. That like right. threw everyone off. It was like psychoishly like graphic and just kind of thing. But uh, it's about voyeurism and mm. movies. And so to have a camera obscura in there, you would figure they would do a little, like, indict the audience and saying, this is what you guys are paying to see, you know, a reflection of a girl off the wall. Uh, you know, uh, you can focus on the girl if you want, but but he, what he's going to see in there is really the world of the 60s. He's going to see, it's basically a, a, a photographer's studio, okay? And they're gonna, he's going to be watching photo shoots that they're doing. Uh, okay, this doesn't get, argue very well for it, because right now he is absolutely 100% a peeping Tom, and it is about him, like, being, you know, he falls in love with her, I think, or he falls obsessed with her. Yeah. 
But all, all I'm trying to say is he's not like a a pervert peeping Tom in this movie. It's more like he's looking into a world he can't be in and he sees a woman who's hurt in it and he wants to rescue her. That's what's going to happen. Gotcha. He's never going to jerk off. Won't even cross his mind. Oh, so it isn't like the Psycho remakes with Vince Vaughn where he's like looking at the people where he's jerking off. No. Norman Bates is not going to masturbate. That is correct. He's trying to like deal with, uh, I don't know. It's kind of well-written this thing. Um, Let's see here. Oh, I love this song. Are you kidding? Wonderwall? Yeah. Would like to say to you, but I don't know how. You're doing everything to get this video blocked on YouTube this week. <laughs> so what he's doing is now improving the hole so that he can see better. Now look at this. What is she? Is it nitrous? I don't know. She was reading comic books before, and now she's doing whippets. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the 60s in London was pretty cool. yeah he's perfecting the whole now we're about to see the only time that he's shamed for like being a peeping tom and it's an interesting weird little section it's coming up oh now, all she's doing is sort of primping and pe- preening in the mirror. And it's, we're still at the stage in which it's really about the girl, not the photo shoots. Right. Is she going to note it? Like, I'm trying to look at the mirror to see if I could see the hole where he's peeping at. Okay. Like, he's it's the hole by the red tinsel or what have you? Oh. comes, like... His mom, or the ghost of his mom? From the meat locker. James, see her, see her wagging her finger? Yeah. Good. I'm glad there's some decency in this movie. Thank you, right? ghost mom. Without yeah. time. Cause... All right. Today is going to be the day that they're going to... To you. Okay, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. No, no, no. That's right. Ready? Really? Today's gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it uh, back at you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. Carl doesn't believe in anybody the way I do. What about you now? All right. Hey, I know the first. And then somebody once told me. The Your world is going to roll me. See, it wasn't his mom at all. See? Oh. Ghost mom. Our blinding. Our blinding. So- 
they must have Oasis Oasis must have taken their the title from this uh movie, right? They George did. Harrison? They did. They but did. they didn't know anything about it. Maybe. Well they know You're gonna be the one that saves me. Maybe you could have ladle some gravy. <laughs> and they ladle some gravy. Are you an asshole? <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that car Never is so eighty six. You know, I drove that car in there, and the yeah. bartender says, "Get that! That car is eighty six. <laughs> that car is eighty six. It's sixty six. This is our bad guy. Okay. Oh, he is finally. the boyfriend. He is the love interest. He is the model. He's not the mo- our love interest. He's love. He's the model's love interest. interest. Yeah. Looks like Roger Daltrey right now. Yeah. That was a lime car. That's why you know he's a villain. And Ronnie Spector appears to be the photographer. Yeah, matches his car, matches uh, his suit. Now, this guy's really from Canada, and he has a fake Liverpool accent, which is kind of good. Oh, the vi- uh, I, oi, <laughs> did I say it right? You let me know. I, I got the control. I got the uh, studio controller right here in my hand. Yeah, we won't hear his... Uh... We'll turn it up another time for his accent because there's not a lot here. Now, look, the professor's so shocked by them, he follows them to their door. 17. Oh, excuse me. He's a nutty professor. Right. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah, it's even the professor freaked out. Mm Mm-hmm. Jaw drop. Yeah, look at those newspapers. That's good, man, in case you need to... to now know. he says to himself, it's time to spy. Oh, and this here comes the plot. Well, he's lured to spy, really. You know what I mean? He opens the door and boom. He's like obsessed. Sure. He, it's starting. It's starting now. He comes home from work and it's time to get spying. Yeah, that's good. Most people waste their time watching television, telly. (laughs) I get a ladle some gravy. (laughs) Because maybe I'm gonna ladle some gravy. These guys never even saw this film. You know what the problem about this scene? It's too brief. <laughs> this is really dumb. We're going to watch Knees for a little while. Why don't oh, you yeah? listen to the music so you can see what's going on? Just a, a second so you can talk. Noodle, 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 noodle. Here you go. Oh, and that says the... Not since watching aerobics videos in the eighties have I been so attracted. <laughs> yeah, Jane Fonda. Yeah. Being the one on the train that the fire in your heart is out. I'm sure you heard it all before, but you never really heard it out. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. About your balls. Oh, it's the avocado lady. No, it's the lime lady. <laughs> wow, there's a lot of limes in this. 
Well, this is a character actress. She was in a lot of things, but you got to be English to know him. Right. Oh, she was on EastEnders, huh? Yeah, like EastEnders. that. Yeah. Her name's Irie Handel, and it's weird. It's H-A-N-D-L. No vowel in there. Oh, all right. I oh, can I... this stuff, but you'd never know it. Wait, you saw the original Italian job. She was Miss Peach in that. I did. Was she friends with Benny Hill? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. He was Sherlock Holmes' housekeeper, Mrs. Hudson in the private life of Sherlock Holmes. Did a terrible job. Needles everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, There's all these. Oh, once she was with Peter Sellers. Again, again, you probably won't know the film. The wife of the union activist, Fred Kite, played by Peter Sellers in I'm All Right, Jack, 1959. movie. I haven't seen it, but I know of it. Should I put it in my queue? I'll I've never it. seen it. I don't know. Do you have patience to watch British Peter Sellers movies from the 50s? Yes, yes. Then what's The Mouse That Roared? Much better. Yeah. What? The Mouse That Roared. Okay. Oh, do you ever see uh, Mouse Lady Killers? That yeah. Roared. Is that There's the one in which he's a famous cook on TV? Yeah, I saw that. Oh, no, no. It's a different movie. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so now the cleaning lady shows up, and you know what this means, man? He can't spy. He can't right. spy. Well, she's going to bend over and stuff so he can look at her butt. Uh, no, he's not a peeping Tom. He's interested. Did you see how he met the two? Like, he thinks they're weird or something. His jaw's dropping. He follows I them. Know. Yeah. Now go ahead, put on the accent, uh, put on the sound so you can hear her accent for a second. Not to worry. They all flew away, free as a feather. She's m- bemoaning the broken butterflies thing. Go ahead, put it on, put it on. I have, I have it. It's cranking. He's reading a magazine. Oh yeah, you can't hear that. You know, when I, when you read comics, do you read the thought bubbles? No, no, it's none of my business. That's that's right. Respect to comics privacy. Yeah. I mean, let Batman be Batman. Okay, oh. you mute again. I just wanted to hear. She had that like, oh, governor kind of cockney accent. It was kind of neat. So he thinks the coast is clear and he's going to spy again until she starts vacuuming. And they call it hoovering. It's pretty funny. Yeah. That's named after the Hoover vacuum cleaner. No, the dam. Isn't it named after the dam? There was a brand, a British brand of uh, vacuum cleaners from Hoover. They're the Kleenex of a... (laughs) I know. All right, this is our bad guy, but we don't know he's bad yet. And he's pretending to ski. Yeah, it's just a photo shoot. He's like, what is going on? Oh, this is for, like, chewing gum. Right, right. Winter fresh, winter green. Double mint gum. Wow. Here, let me turn the sound up over here because you're not doing it. Oh, I... And after all... You're my wonder. Oh, I'll turn that off, man. Metal, the machine light meter? Music. Metal Machine Music by Lou Reed is more enjoyable. You see the light meter. Yeah. 
So that's the only way we're going to know it's like a photo shoot for the whole rest of the film. No, when she was lying naked with her butt showing, there was obviously a light in there somewhere. I believe. I don't know. I wasn't. I had to rewatch it. Uh-huh. I watched that scene eight times. I'm doing my research. Yeah. Oh, there's a, uh, have you ever heard of a streaming service called Possum? I mentioned it on the show. I saw that and I watched it in prison. Well, Possum has a uh, a three and a half hour movie called Celebrity Skin, where they show nothing but the uh, R-rated scenes from like European movies from the 70s and 80s. And it's three and a half hours. And I left, you know, I watched about a couple of 20 minutes and I said, okay, great. And I went back to the TV set and I turned on the TV. It was still streaming. And I was like, it was like two in the hour 50 mark. And it got up. Oh my God. It was showing uh, the scene of Julie Andrews in uh, SOB. SOB, yeah. 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 But it looks like pig, like a pig snout. Yeah. That's right. I, I totally agree with you. And you see the ears. I have that yeah. written down here to ask your opinion. Oh, yeah, totally. And because also the sunglasses did not cover her eyes at all. It's such a crazy thing. Oh, you know, here comes the Hoover. Yeah. Now, look, it's a funny thing they do in the film. You just hear he he's you're going to see subtitles because you right. can't hear them. Let's hear that. Did you we have we ever watched Magic Christian together? I've, no, but I saw the film. It's a great film. Uh, it's a weird film. It was great to see Ringo. Yeah. Do you feel that this movie has the same vibe? Like it's just this weird comedy. No, comedy piece? no. Listen, that movie. You start at the beginning. They're on the train, right? And he drops them all off, and he, he gives them all maps. Do you remember that? Yeah, so then, yeah. So then. It moves on to the next scene, and it moves on to the next scene. You see, I thought we were learning our lead characters, and we're going to watch a movie. No. The Magic Christian just changes scenes. They're like little sketches, you know? It doesn't really have a story or a plot. It doesn't explain why he adapted Ringo. It wasn't right. a, It wasn't. It was a... This thing is a movie. This thing's got a story, and it's all figured out. It's got a beginning. Oh, go ahead. Listen to her accent now. Oh dear, I don't think I've got any change. Oh, that's all right. I've got any change. Thank you very much, sir. Sorry about the change. That's good. That's good. Thank you very much, sir. Sorry about the change. The change. (laughs) Oh, there she is again. Daughter. Without daughter, I'm not even married, dear. Oh. Listen, listen. Oh, well, we shall all be married sooner or later, hey, Mr. Jonathan. Yeah, says you. Says you, We'll all be married sooner or later. Yeah, says you. How old are they supposed to be? I like guess the... 50s. He's, he is in his 50s in real life in this. Ah. Oh, he's... The... Okay, we'll listen to the song. <laughs> Why do you have to be so rude? Good night to say to you, but I don't know how. Gonna marry her anyway. Gonna marry that girl. Marry her anyway. Marry her anyway. 
Oh, look, breaking news. You gotta be so rude. Don't you know I'm human too? Why you gotta be so rude? I'm gonna bury her anyway. Bury, bury that, that girl. girl. Bury that girl. Gonna no bury that girl. Say, no matter what you say. In my backyard. Okay, and now. This is a very famous mural he's taking down off the wall. This is going to now become his wonder wall. We'll never, you're just for sort of in, to infer that right. uh, from the title. Yeah. The painting on the professor's side of the wonder wall is a colorization of The Passing of Arthur, black and white illustration by Florence Harrison from the Alfred Lord Tennyson, Guinevere and other poems. You know, I knew he was gonna tear down this. You know why? Mm -mm. Because after all, it's a wonder wall. Bingo. Now, you see the quote on the wall. That's yeah. also Tennyson. It's actually, there's two different artists, but but I guess somebody was an Alfred Lord Tennyson fan. Sure, like nobody. <laughs> what? Are you a Tennyson fan? Uh, listen, uh, nobody gives a shit about poetry. That's just our world. I'm sorry. It That's wasn't like true. that. 150... I walk up to people all the time and I say, Tennyson, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> anyone up for some Tennyson? I, I go, I was with my wife. I was like, ouch, that doth hurt. Ouch, that doth hurt. She goes, what do you have, Tennyson elbow? <laughs> okay, uh... so he is now making peeping tom holes oh good rick sized ones and for some reason they never notice holes in their walls on the other side well i mean he lives in such a weird apartment and god knows what the full apartment looks like over there like he only sees bits and pieces right like moss but he will find out what the wall over there is 50 bucks if you see a fire extinguisher Wish you would step out from that ledge, my friend. Cut ties with all the lies that we've been living in. Somebody was told me. Anybody. This is cute and funny, but it's too much for us to digest. I, I'm not going to tell you to turn up the sound because. I'm going to eat the fleas. Well, look at that. That's symbolic. It's he ate an apple, like Apple Records, and then he threw it on the ground, like the, the way they treated Badfinger. That's the way they treated Badfinger, Apple no, Records. No, no. They interviewed the director writers here, and that was not I mean, they, they, I'm sorry, they interviewed the director, and yeah. that is not the case. It is not a reference to Apple Records. You see, they didn't this wasn't about the Beatles. He just he got George, first he tried to get the Bee Gees to do it, but they were unavailable. So yeah. then he turned to Harrison. You see, they all hung out together in like the club circuit at that time. This director was like a Cuban expatriate. He fought in the Cuban revolution. Uh, he he came with the guy who wrote it. Like they, um, when the Cuban Missile Crisis happened, they fled Cuba. I don't know the details. Were they really on a raft or something? Okay, here's the first time we see bad guy in and girl interact right. and you see how she's he spun away from her and look how hurt penny is now you say penny because god forbid it's true right her name is penny lane 
Yeah, and I just told you this wasn't about the Beatles. And yes, her name is Penny Lane. But is Penny Lane a reference that the Beatles took? Do you know yeah. anyone? No, is? no, 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 no. Penny Lane was a real place in Paul McCartney's childhood, and he wrote a song about it, and he probably did it because of Strawberry Fields. But Penny Lane is an a it's a it's a it's a road. In, okay. Um, but it's like saying my name is Beverly Center. There must be like people in England who like make a joke about it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, my name is Penny Lane. My name's Piccadilly Circus. Why is everybody laughing? That's it. But it's probably the Beatles, though. We have George Harrison playing the music. You know, a little trivia about the music. The, everyone in the studio had left at this point. <laughs> this was um this music was made half in london and half in uh india and it was uh ravi shankar's uh let me let me look it up let me look it up here sure yeah don't mind me uh bombay january 68 um emi recording studio and it was friends of ravi shankar who were helping and in england there was a place in december of 67 they recorded at d lane leah studios there was a band called the remy remo four they were like popular at the time they were only popular in england they were from liverpool they were about to break up so he got them and uh and ringo Starr playing the drums on some of it and eric clapton on the guitar on some of it um and recorded that in London. So then he went to, uh, what's the name of that? They they shot some of Let It Be there, and we saw that movie with um, Bugsy Bugsy Malone. Bugsy. Oh yeah, the Bugsy the kid uh, version. Yeah, yeah. Twickham Studios. He 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 projected it on the wall and matched up the timing wow. to what he was watching. He did he did a very studious job. A good job. No, I love this photographer. Like he's committed to the lime suit and the lime car. Like mm -hmm. so, he's never going to not wear it. I guess. And Let's it's just... going to fit the greenery he's in. Yeah. Uh oh, duel. Yeah, you're right. It will be a duel, but not with him. It'll be with him and bad guy because he saw bad guy shagging his girl. Oh right, yeah. We got a duel about that. Now, what's weird is. This will end up having been a dream. Oh, all right. Well, yes. Then it makes sense. Now Carl that's Sussman. um. What? Go ahead. Well, I mean, he's wearing pajamas, so I guess it has to be a dream. He's in bed, right? Yeah. And he doesn't leave his house after this, right? When it's the weekend, he's going to stay in all the weekend. Oh, uh, guess what? It's the work week, and he's deciding now he won't go to. He won't go to work anymore. LSD. LSD. You think this movie would be better if we were on LSD? Now that's Perkins, who was at the office. We saw him. No, if you're on LSD, you don't need a movie. You're already. Yeah. Okay. He was. He's. His name's Perkins in this film, and we saw him in. You must be joking. That totally English film. Right, it was about like the military had all this prize money if these guys get like a scavenger hunt. 
Exactly. And yeah, he was part cool. of that. And there is the love interest. Oh. Now, you they put her on the top of the stairs, and I think that they're putting her on a pedestal. And I know I'm right, because later in the film, she'll be on a pedestal, for goodness sakes. Literally on a pedestal. Yeah. It's hard for me to watch this without Billy Idol's uh, Eyes Without a Face playing. <laughs> Rock. Or what was the... He had a, a music video where he was on top of a rooftop and he was like trying to stop people from like these cat women from climbing up. Right. You're really going back. Uh huh. Well, I have to bring up the 80s. We had enough 60s shit already. Nice pool quarterback. Whoops. Uh, well, how's that's the big game? Game seven. Oh, it's game seven. That's important. We got to play the game. There, look, she's on a pedestal. I don't get it. Don't get it. Why is she on a pedestal? You know, the way they treat Now look at his pen. Yes. Oh, and he's got a sword. The sword is that the joke? He got it at Penn Island. You know that, right? Your eyes without a face. It's very hard. You could tell somebody if they sing that with a sneer. Yeah. They lived, they lived through it, man. Yep. Eyes without. Look, he's beating Superman. LSD man. Right. LSD man, not Superman. LSD. Listen, you know what? It's because of Krypton, LSD was actually the logo of his family. It's his heirloom. <laughs> it just so happens to be. Uh, Coincidentally, it's shaped yeah. like an L and S and a D. Oh, we have a cigarette break. Now we're getting all pop culture y, pop art. It's, this is the fool. Yeah, the fool. Now, what does it mean, Dutch collective? Well, it's probably artists who said, let's take a, uh, what what idea do you have? I don't know. I just rather smoke cigarettes and apply lipstick. There's a great exactly. idea. Brilliant idea. This is why I hired you. Ooh, lipstick well, beats cigarettes. The soundtrack was called Wonderwall Music, and it's considered the first Beatles solo record. Now, Paul McCartney had contributed some songs to this other movie two years earlier, but still, as a solo record, it was the first one. And it was first record ever released by Apple Records. Okay, so now he's reading about dreams, and that's supposed to be a funny joke. Oh, because we go from a dream to uh, him reading about dreams. Right, like trying to figure out, what's wrong with me? I'm not doing his accent right. He's not a Cockney guy. He's not no, Apple Records, We this is not Apple Computer uh, no, monolith no. that we are now in constant. This is the Beatles said, oh, we have a business savvy and we're going to release Bad Finger albums. <laughs> they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now the... Now our hero is going to overhear the bad guy ringing up another bird, the cheating bitch. Oh, wow. He, you know, so his stalking is actually a, a benefit. Right. He's, he's yeah. learning that he's a, that, that the bad guy's really a bad guy. <clears throat> wow. They, have, they live in such a cool place. The, the fool did that behind you. 
Right. Oh, yeah. I'm going to look for Whoa. Mae West. Uh, Mae West we're going to see later when they're dancing on a stage. Um, let's see. I, do we care? Simon Postuma was the painter. Oh. Mar Marie Jaki Koger was the graphic artist. You know, it's probably something like Max. Yep. Uh, J-O-S-J-E, Jose G. Leaguer designed and made clothes, including including several of Jane Birkin's costumes. Jane Birkin is, is Penny Lane. She was a famous model. She was a singer. But she was like the girlfriend of like one of the most famous singers in France. Uh, and so she became a pop star in England and France. Wow. But she doesn't sing in this movie. Nope, she doesn't even talk. Not one line will we hear. Whoa. Now, he's shaving. Is that because he learned this guy's a bad guy and now he's trying to become presentable? He's going to, like, dust off this old box with an outfit in it? I think it was a quick decision because it was a close shave. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's something called pants. The, 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 the university gave it to me after. Why do you call pants plural? There's only one here. You can't hear it breathe. What's up with these pants? <laughs> uh, mothballs. God, I haven't fucking smelled mothballs in decades. Yeah, because your grandma died. Mine too. Well, no I mean, yeah. <clears throat> Listen for a second. Okay. Oh, sorry, Carl. Carl, you know how to smell mothballs, right? No. You hold have their wings. very small nose. You got to hold their wings apart. <laughs> you can smell them. Okay, so there's a party tonight. And we're going to see famous faces in the crowd. But of course, this is 1968. You and I wouldn't know them. Uh, I was born in London, England in 1968. Uh-huh. And what? my uh, mother's maiden name is... Uh, uh, will the other shoe drop now? Your mother's name made a name. No, I mean, I'm just giving all my personal information. It used to be like you would say where you were born and what oh, year, and it was okay. interesting. But now it's just like people collecting personal information. Yeah, sure, sure, Mike. The world is the out machines. to get you. Sure. Yeah. The lizard people, Carl. Yeah, they're real. The uh, hippies. Biden's one. Okay, so Anita Pallenberg we're going to see. She was part of the Rolling Stones entourage, and we saw her in the movie Candy. We watched Candy. Yeah, that's with right. With Ringo. She was also in Barbarella, but... Barbarella. Um, Suki Potier, who's, I guess, the son, the daughter. Amanda Lear. I don't know. There's The Fool themselves will be at this party. Right. Um, Can't wait. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Are we seeing The Fool right now? Is that... No, know? man. But she stole my dance moves. <laughs> you know, I call that the rigging moves. You just do them. Oh, she's just moving to the music, man. Well, what music? Go ahead, put it on. Oh, shit. I got I don't pee with anybody in the restroom. Same Without you now. Backbeat word on the street. Oh, Backbeat's a Beatle thing, right? Is that a Beatle thing? Backbeat? I would doubt it. Well, what was the name of the student? The... No, it is a Beatles thing. The Backbeat? 
the back streets, right? Like, isn't that the Stu Stick, the fifth Beatle, the one who died in Germany in R.I.P.? Oh, uh, yeah, that was... So there was a movie about him, right? It was called, like, Backbeat or Backstreet or something? I guess. I don't have okay, time. For let's that. hear his fake accent now. Okay. This uh, guy's... We dispersed some ice. Ice from the fridge. Fridge? Refrigerator. Oh, yes, by all means. <laughs> Oh yeah. So be careful because all the roads we're walking are winding. Yeah, through his apartment, right? Yeah. So and we'll all the lights are blinding. We'll get a funny. You can turn the sound off now. We'll we'll listen to him again later when he starts ragging on his girlfriend next door. We get a funny joke with ice, I guess. But this guy's really interesting. He, like I said, he was Canadian. He was only in five movies because he quit the film business when they murdered Sharon Tate. He was her good, good friend. Jeez. And he quit movies because of it. Wait, the older guy, our hero, or the villain, nope. the bad guy? The, the bad guy, the boyfriend. Because I should mention that the Fearless Vampire Hunters yeah. is co-star in Sharon Tate. Right, and this guy would also be in a film with um, uh, with the nutty professor here, too. Um, let's see, where is it? Quarrier and McGowan appeared together in two of Roman Polanski's British films, Cul-de-Sac and The Dance of the Vampires, 67. Huh. Quarrier was a close friend of Roman Polanski and wife Sharon Tate. On August 8, 1969, the night of the murder of Tate and four other people of the Manson family, he had been invited by Tate to her house. However, however, he was delayed during filming of The Vanishing Point in the California desert. Vanishing Point, wow. Right, he arrived late to Los Angeles. So therefore, after Tate's death, he retired from the film business and he had a wow. mental breakdown in 72. But there's fucked up things about him when he's an old man. Like what? Okay, in 96, he got a police caution for indecently assaulting two girls. In October, uh, October 7, 2008, he pleaded guilty at Blackfriars Crown Court to attempted ad abduction of a five-year-old girl in a busy su supermarket in Lambrook Grove. What the fuck? Yeah, 12 months imprisonment, suspended for two years, Two weeks prior to the incident, he had attempted to purchase a nine-year-old girl at the, in the same supermarket. Attempted to purchase her. Yeah. Um, he received a prohibitory activity order banning him from unsupervised contact with children under the age of 16. He was ordered to comply with alcoholic treatment by his probation officer. Uh, he got a form of dementia in 2012 and died in 2016. I don't know. So this guy started out great, and then Sharon Tate died. Yeah. But it sounds like he already had mental problems. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it was a good thing that uh, you know that he was so close to Sharon Tate and that happened. You know, that's pretty devastating. And who knows, like whatever is going on with this guy? But you know. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. You're sympathetic to Sharon Tate. But you're aggressive to Roman Polanski and you, this newly found out sex offender dude. Oh, it's so, pretty awful. Come on, yes, I mean, like about, out, of, out of all out of all the things to be accused of. Yes, but Sharon 
I'm saying, but Sharon Tate was his good friend and married the guy you hate. Don't you think Sharon was probably a jerk yeah. too? Do you know those those charges? I believe occurred after the murders. Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't good. Okay, it okay, was... We'll just stick with Roman Polanski then. He's such a jerk, but this I can't... woman married him. Yeah. Well, I can't compare. Like <clears throat> she she was murdered, Carl. I mean, like so that makes her. No, I mean, like, he has a longer career, I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay, she's... So we, what we've seen now is the bad guy totally coming on to the girl that he was on the phone with, and you can see our hero, Penny Lane, has been shunned. Right. She's hurt. Penny Lane. Let's listen to... There's a cool rock song on right now. That's me on the bugle. Clapton's not jamming right now, but look at him with the cheater girl. They're practically yeah, right in the same room. He's leaning. By the way, Harrison achieved this sound when his foot got stuck in the wah wah pedal. It's him dragging his foot around the studio. Now look, Cheater Girl has the nerve to kiss Penny Lane on the lips. Yeah. And now look at she's that smirk. trying to check out what's bad boyfriend's reaction. It's creepy bad. for her. And look, guess who doesn't like it? You see, he's all dressed up to go to a party. He decorated his apartment because he knew they were having a party. This is how obsessed he is. It's weird that that guy comes into his place and doesn't notice there's like holes in his wall. Yeah, yeah. Look at this neat puzzle. I know. Way to go, fool. Oh, well, I think that was the director, really. The director is Joe Massett. And yeah, you see, he's he's at work looking through the microscope and, and seeing Penny in his mind. I get you. Let me tell you a little bit about this guy. Um, American. Yeah, he's okay. He did something called Reflections on Love and Space Riders. But Zachariah in 1971, it was the first rock and roll Western. Now I hear it's produced by Dick Clark Productions. It was a Dick Clark production movie. Yeah, I. Country Joe and the Fish. No, I've seen the trailer. I've never seen the movie. I would love to see the movie, but the trailer is kick ass. James Walsh, Jim, uh, the James Gang, which was Joe Walsh, the guy from the Eagles. Yeah, from Montclair, New Jersey. Right, from Montclair, New Jersey, and from Wichita, Kansas, but never mind that, from Montclair, New Jersey. From Montclair, New Jersey. So Massot says in an interview in 2007, he goes, I got the idea in India with the Beatles, and at the end, I was with George and John, and they were doing this duel of who could meditate, who could out-meditate who. So oh, I wow. this idea of making a Western about two guys having a duel. I went to Hollywood and unfortunately I made a deal. So. Oh, Hollywood. Now this director also did the song remains the same. The Led Zeppelin movie. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I have access to that movie. It's on the streaming services, and I can't get past the second song. <laughs> I can't get past side A. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I never flipped the vinyl. Yeah. 
uh, by the way, Perkins, who we saw in uh, yeah, and that dream sequence. Yeah, it's like he's convinced that he's sick, so he's taking him home and putting him to bed, and it's really just like sort of like a ruse. And as soon as he leaves, he'll be spying again. It looks um, like his place cleaned up a bit. I guess this hoarder's house, but um, listen. The song remains the same was actually a kind of like dark period for our director. He got kicked off of it. And this guy, oh. Peter Clifton, replaced him. So in that same interview, they said, after song remains the same, you went quiet. And he goes, I went into a bad period. I made it a terrible film, a motorcycle film with Barry Sheen. It was low budget. We didn't have enough money to do stunts. Barry couldn't act. Small things like that. Laughs. I I'm not we sure why he got kicked off, but... He would go on to do, like, he did Dance Craze in 1980 about the ska movement. Cool. Madness, the specials, the yeah. lecture. It's uh, the heavy, heavy monster sound. It's the monstrous sound around. Right. It's the monster. Now, he was born in New York to Cuban parents, and he escaped Cuba. I say escaped. I don't know what his politics were or anything. He was part of the Cuban Revolution, so why would he be escaping, right? But was nonetheless... Yeah, he went to America? Right, and he went to um, London. Uh, be it, no, he didn't go to America. He went to London. Beatlemania was in full swing in the early 60s, and one of his short films, Reflection of Love, in 66, included interviews with the Beatles, who, Beatles who he met on the set of Help. This is a pretty cool scene right here. Yeah, he's doing the glass wall thing, like the yeah. mummy thing. Now... My teenager, like, wants to be a mime, and so he's, like, up in his room miming, and I'm like, keep it down up there! Will you keep it up? Oh, no, that's not work. Keep your miming to a minimum! Uh, the joke is mimes don't make any noise. Are you so bad at it, you know? Quiet! With the miming! Oh, I was a terrible... Was that a joke, too, where someone would say, like, I was a terrible mime? I would go out in the street, I'd be like... Oh, the wind's blowing in my hair. No, I think I saw that Saturday Night Live in the 70s. Now, was, look, yeah. you see the apple. Again, people speculated. There's right, apples. It was, apple. it was right. only an Apple movie for Apple Records. I mean, come on. Wink, wink. You know the story about Bill Graham at the Fillmore? He would give away apples for free to get the hippies to go to his concert. And uh -huh. now... They have a new sign, and it says it's a Fillmore, and below it, it's an apple. Ah! Perkins calling. Go ahead, listen to it. It's fun. Oh, great. On noon, and I, well, we here are worried about you, sir. Are you all right? Fine, fine. Goodbye, Perkins. <laughs> That's it. Oh, he's off the hook. This yeah. movie's got off the hook. That guy's off the hook. Oh, see, he's building the wall back. No, no, now he's going to get really crazy. He's going to make a scaffolding so he can have better viewing. Oh, yeah, he can no, lie down. Play. Listen to see if there's a banjo. Like a super fast banjo. Okay, that is... That is Paul McCartney's banjo, and it's played by Peter Tork. <gasps> wow. That's like oh, you have a car, and they added, they added some torque to that, that banjo. 
So we're, the, we're listening to the monkeys play on a Beatles instrument. We're listening to a monkey play on a Beatles banjo. Yes. Right. Oh, I would have paid good money to see this movie then, because I'm into that kind of stuff. Finger picking. Okay. Oh, this tea break. Yeah. So the collective, the fool did that, of course. And he's having tea, and the director figured it out. Now look at how precarious the scaffolding is. You see how? Yeah. That's a that's a technique of like we need to get something built this second. We're not even using nails. You see, it's very dangerous. That's like something they would do in wartime. Well, you know. he's in the basement in London. I mean, he. No, he's. War was only twenty years ago. I'm just saying, if there was a situation and we quickly needed to get like twenty guys over a wall, they would do that kind of. You make oh, steps, and you. Well, yeah, go ahead. Oh, there's knees. I just want to let you know that knees, yeah. knees. Yeah. We see this every time. I would like. There's May. There's Greta Garbo behind them. I uh, would like to see hands, fingers, and toes, but oh, I yeah. just see knees, 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 and knees. Knees and knees. Knees, 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 and. Eyes and ears and mouth and nose, knees, 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 and pig snout. Go ahead, listen to the music, it'll drive you crazy. (laughs) Oh, I must have hit mute again. Oh, that's good. Good stuff. Couldn't Uh, wait to be in the theater. My gosh, I don't think I have. Do I have sitar music? That would drive you crazy. Oh, I don't. I don't. Uh, so um, there was a woman in um, Montclair that we grew up with named uh, Joanna. And she would go on to be a f- pretty good sitar player. She would even study on Ravi Shankar. And uh, so I went to her concert in Brooklyn with her husband. And I just recorded a lot of twiny, twiny sitar stuff. Oh, I can't tease you with it. You could play it. I wouldn't mind hearing it. I don't monster. have it. This is my new phone, unfortunately. Oh, gotcha. Oh, now we've gone from Wonder Wall to Hole in the Roof. Well, yes, that's right. And this will play all out later. You'll see. Look, he's got the, Brit- the yeah, World yeah. War II helmet. But the war was just still fresh in everyone's mind. It was just 20 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And when we were growing up, Vietnam was fresh. Yeah. But... Uh, P-H-R-E-S-H, fresh. Pretty hot and tempting fresh. So you could see, yeah, do I need to say? So he's proud of his work. Oh, yeah, he's he's through the roof. (laughs) Oh, he's gone mad, I tell you. It's a pretty cool place. Oh. What Professor Colin cannot see. Now, this is a pretty neat segment. Let's see what the professor thinks. Sometimes, sometimes sexy girls are just normal people. That's what he's, he cannot see. He never sees. Right. Yeah, they read the Sunday funnies like everyone else. And, yeah, they get sick and she's good. Oh, what the girl does not know. This is such a... It's pretty cool. That's what he doesn't know. She, he's oh, a tutor. 
He's a cheater. Look at that elevator. Little Orphan Annie, what's wrong yeah, with you? Right. Okay, now, when it says what the bad guy doesn't know, put up the sound, you. Look, All right. she turned into. Someone else. Even yeah. better. Oh, okay, yeah, here we go. Listen, listen. Nobody knows. Nobody knows, and we don't get anything. That's really cool. I've never seen a movie do that. Yeah, it's a nice, neat little segment, and um, now we know that <clears throat> he's a cheater, and she's pregnant. And I think that whoever said you are pregnant was awful, awful. She must have been in the collective of the fool and had that accent. And they said, roll them. And she goes, you're pregnant. And then Arch Massot said, cut, print, print yeah, it. That's done. great. What, why is that great? Make a billboard. Well, they, they had to shoot the production so they could then paint the uh, paint. Look how dangerous that scaffolding. It's all just together by weight. Well, this is a studio, right? I mean, this is a, a movie studio a lot. Yeah. Maybe this, yeah. No, no, you're right. But okay. It could be an apartment. Who's at the door? Uh, just, just in case. Oh, it's Perkins. 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 What are you doing out there? He's going to be offended. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I guess we'll never know. You right, sure? Canceled anyway. The way I do about, about my cow. Right, that's Batman. But feeble flyballs fly the flibble fleeble. And fleeble flyballs fly the fleeble fleeble. Perkins nonsense! He goes, Perkins, I'm contagious. You cannot stay here anymore. Perkins was staying here. Perkins has his own place, right? Oh, oh my God, Mike. Oh, my God. All right, turn up, the sound. turn up the sound. I need contagious. You are not even allowed to talk to me. Perkins. Ooh, give him the shoe. Don't get wash your hands with alcohol. <coughs> and don't go near the water. Get <coughs> <Never> away. <laughs> So I can spy more. Oh, yeah, of course. Now, what we're going to see now is that Penny and the bad guy have problems. Now, she doesn't just tell, she doesn't tell him that he's trying to, I don't know, I don't know if she's trying to be affectionate or trying to annoy him into paying attention to her. But it's, it's the girl that he's sleeping, the other girl who's pregnant, right? Nope. It's it Penny. is Penny. Yeah, uh, see, that's why she needs saving. From this jerk. Right. Everyone knows that. Is that a thong he's got? Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. You know it wasn't successful, otherwise you, you would have seen it. Anyway, the bomb's low. 
the bog show. Oh, whoops. Sorry, I dropped it. <laughs> Penny. Look at that bog water. That bog water looks legit. <laughs> that bong water's never been changed. Because why should it? Yeah. This movie is like 55 years old and the bog water is 60 years old. Now, look, this doesn't make sense. Why is it that he's at work? And why did she become a fish? Well, she's a mermaid beforehand. Yeah. Is a mermaid a fish? I think it's a mammal. Oh, ding. How do mermaids do it? I mean, there's no bottom. They lay, they lay eggs, right? Like oh, fish do. Oh, gotcha. Why? You want to fuck a mermaid? What are you, oh, sick? I absolutely do, but I just don't know where to. There's no legs to part. I mean, where can you. Where does it. Where do you. You. Uh, she lays some eggs and then she. I, Jack leaves you alone. Well, whatever you do, I don't know. You, you're left alone. That's the way fish do it. They lay eggs, and then the male fish goes on them. That's but how they do it. Yeah, but let's say, like, the male fish is already gone. Uh -huh. Then he'd be like, oh, man, I'm a little spent right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I took care of it. I took care of it. Now, what we see here is the people in his life who are trying to slow him down or blocking him from spying. Yeah, right. He's going to, like, zap them away. Now, uh, we were looking at some sort of photo shoot or something at his work. Right, and now it's it's melting into his work. I guess the fool did this. I don't know. Is this good? I guess is there music? Like, no, it's this the, the machinery sounds. Yeah, this is pretty cool. It looks like head. Remember that scene in the yes. monkeys movie? Right. Where he's visiting the factory. Getting the tour. Yeah. Now, why did he make her go away? I can't believe she's seven feet tall. Oh, no, that's not even a measurement. He's making all the girls he doesn't like go away. I kind of don't get it. Well, he likes her, right? Right. What's it going to happen then? She looks like Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh oh, Ben. Oh, no. That green. Not oh, no. Guy. It's the photographer guy, right? Oh, beep, beep, beep. They're all gone. They're all Only gone. He remains. Because he's working the controls. Perkins, get lost, Perkins. Goodbye, cleaning lady. Anyone who keeps me from spying on the girl is goodbye. I think Perkins caught up on it. He's trying to get away. Catch it up on you. That's exactly what he's doing. He can't turn. He can't. I don't know. I, don't, I think this is a dumb segment. That's a really good car chase. <laughs> this is Rival's Bullet. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh. Poof. Poof. Person finally bought it. In my mind. Whoa, now we're getting into more music video. Now he's going to have a fantasy that the love interest loves me and they're even getting married. Yeah, go ahead. You're about to put on the audio. Go ahead. <laughs> yep, but now I turned off the audio. I'll play, I'll play Harrison. Thank <laughs> you. 
have it like a seven up with a great taste of lime in. <laughs> double your pleasure, double your fun. Double your mint with double mint gum. I recorded that with Ravi Shankar. Uh-huh. When he was sleeping. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I went into his, <laughs> his music room and I started picking up sitars. And... Right. He woke up and he said, who are hey! you? <laughs> who That's are my... you? That's mine. Oh, he's got the hookup. Hookup. Yeah, now he's a pot smoker who's married to his love interest. He looks like Howard Stern before he got his long hair. Oh, right. Yeah. Now, they ran out of music money. They had 60,000 pounds for this. I don't know what that means in terms of money. But George Harrison spent 15. Look how they got bad guy, and they're shooting him with arrows. You'll see. Right. Um, Shoot that poison arrow to my heart. He spent 15,000 pounds of his own money to make this thing. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool, making art that we've never seen until now in our lives. Right. I mean, we're talking about George Harrison at the peak. How come we never heard of this movie till now? Uh, this never got a distribution deal. This was premiered in England. You can listen now. It's um, right. it was at the Cannes Film Festival. Do you think it's fake his accent? No, I think it's legit. Penny, my girlfriend wanted to ask you. No, no, he, it's not legit. He's a Canadian, but I'm saying, do you think it sounds like Liverpool? It sounds like he was. He's been around. Yeah, I guess. Uh. Well, he might have a British accent just because he's from Canada. Oh, <laughs> he's a really good actor. Whatever happened to him? Sharon Tate died. That's what happened to him. See the dead praying mantis, right? Neglected. Right. Terrible. Oh, right. That's right. So are they going to fight in there? Is this it? Is this the final scene? No. They're going to confront? No. He's going to rag on about how terrible the girlfriend is, but we'll never hear it because you... What is going on? We're already going to get canceled from YouTube. What is smoking? Women, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah, you know, oh, women are a drag. I wouldn't believe, believe it. it. You see, I have this girl who's in I mess. prefer fags. <laughs> As a cigarette smoker in England. Right, I get it. Yeah. She's in the model scene. Have you caught a scotches? Scotches? She's an alcoholic. No, I mean legs, her ankles. She's so involved with that model fantasy. Scotch, it's a scotches, the legs. Okay, all I wanted to show you that is he's he's ragging on his girl. Right. That's all. And uh, that you, you also wanted to point out that that's a Canadian doing a Cockney accent. Uh, doing a British. Liverpool accent. Liverpool accent. I think it does a pretty good job. Yeah, I think so too. But we don't know. The all right. the the internet claims he didn't. Hey, look at the picture. It sort of looks like him when he was getting arrowed. Right. Jesus Christ! Can you believe that? <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! 
Yeah, when Jeez. I broke into Rand, I woke. I went into Ravi Shankar's house when he was sleeping, and I played the tambla, and I played the sarad, uh, and I played, of course, the Indian sitar. Right until he was like, "Just leave." The building Uh-oh. we're in today. Okay, so now we have a fantasy that she's kicked out in the cold. Ooh, this is like the gold rush, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> I guess. And here, okay, entering the scene now will be Charlie Chaplin to save a <gasps> hero. Ooh, I love how she's showing some knees. Oh, they got married. They have a baby. This whole film is very knee-centric. Yeah, it's all, it's all about knees. Why did you break up with me? Because you're so kneesy. <laughs> okay? I'd like to see a little fire. Listen, I can't help it if I have knees. <laughs> knees of my own. Knees outside this relationship. I have knees outside this relationship, girl. <laughs> I have knees outside of this relationship. Somebody. Let me talk about that. Okay, so yeah. Oasis, the inspiration for the title of Oasis 1995 Wonderwall was this movie, uh, these Ruddles imitators. Uh, Noel Gallagher hadn't even seen it. He just liked the title, and he is honest about that in Oasis Uncut, 1997 TV movie. I've seen that. I've I've watched a lot of documentaries about Oasis because those brothers are fucking great. I've seen Oasis documentaries. Like, it's really just like it appears like water. It's not like you see a a palm tree. Oh, but... You think it's like a Pepsi machine, right? But it's just an oasis. <laughs> it's a blur. Don't mention her name. God, the thing about this movie is I haven't brought up blur once in my last <laughs> 90 minutes. Now, I want to show you that what's happening here is I guess he's telling her. I don't know. We don't know what the dialogue is. I'm pregnant or whatever. But it basically, it's like breaking up, fighting, and they're going to be broken up and penny is dejected oh uh, and we don't get let's see li- listen to the fight listen to what they're saying oh uh, you made me listen to that music again so you, you rick rolled me <laughs> Oh, no, better put that fire back on. (laughs) Now, look, uh, our hero witnesses the bad guy packing up and leaving secretly. I can't believe that anybody would hear the way I do. About your knees. Now, the note he left says, drop out. Really? I thought the note, the note would say, all the roads we have to walk are winding. winding. And I'm all the lights on the wheel. The winding. 
and all the hell. Great ladle gravy. Whoa! I don't know how. Look how Whoa. high we are. Yeah. Really high. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Grand Canyon high. Okay, so now what we're going to see is the Beatles playing on a rooftop. Uh-huh, and he's going to walk by that? Yeah. They must have shot it the same day. Now, look, you know this is no effects or anything. They made the actor get on top of the roof. You don't think that's a studio? No. It's probably, like, not dangerous. Like, right beneath him is some landing or platform, right. you know. But But no, he is on top of their... Let's see. I think I know where this is. Here it is. Notting Hill, London. The Landau's house, a Victorian apartment block on the corner of Lansdowne Road and Ladbrook Road in the Notting wow. Hill, Holland Park area of London. Now, there was there's a plaque there uh, on this location because famous people did live in this building. They don't talk about this film, though. Let's see here. Oh, tend to drop in. Now, he knows that the bad guy is gone, so it's safe for him to actually enter their house. It's a really cool house. Yeah. Thank you, because, Collective the Fool. Yeah, the Collective Fool. They really like Jewish stars. David, Star of David? Yeah, it, it's Star David, excuse me. All right. The Jewish star is the upside-down cross? No, that's right. Yeah, I learned that. Where'd you learn that in school? In, in Satanist class. Yeah. Oh, man, it smells like hippie. Oh, yeah, right. It smells yeah. like Julian feet. Swinging London, we're like swinging ball smell. The film premiered at the Cannes Film Festival May 17, 1968. George Harrison, his wife Patty, Ringo Starr, and Maureen, his wife Maureen, and the cast members. Now he reads, drop out. He goes, and throws it away. Uh, the no. film won an award but did not gain a proper distribution deal. No distribution deal was ever worked out. The movie has never had worldwide release. Yeah. released on DVD until the director's cut. Okay, this is his Wonder Wall. Oh, so this is where all the holes are. Right, and he will identify some right now. Yeah. Well, he did a pretty good job. I wouldn't even notice. But yeah, but I, he didn't really plan that. Remember, he removed a whole brick. I know that's weird. What kind of place? I kind of like it, man. I, I mean, you know, like my compliments to the fool. Yeah, I'm just glad I wasn't there when they painted it. It wouldn't have been like a zoo. <laughs> the smell, right? Uh, the premiere was in London on January 12, 69. The print finally appeared on the American Midnight Movie Circuit in the 70s and on home video in the 80s and 90s of rather low technical quality. Well, for YouTube video, this is really good quality. Yeah, I know. And since it was never on DVD, somebody in the know gave this to film... Um... Flick Vault? Yeah, Flick Vault. The it, it flick vault got a good source because, yeah. Now, but if it, you check out, you really should subscribe to Flick Vault because 
they do present quality prints and you know they care about what they're doing they pick their films right it's like popcorn flicks there's like so many movies in the world and they they have access to some copies and there's some really interesting stuff buried in it you know yeah yeah, I was looking for another movie. It was on uh, Flick Vault, and then I saw Wonderwall, and I said, oh, I can't pass this up. Anything but Christian Liquor Store is my motto. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Liquor Store really started out like it was going to be a great film. Yeah, oh, my God, that's like my least favorite film. He's really aggressive in his, in his uh, Peeping Tom business. It isn't key... Anna Kwanski. What key Anna Kwan? Okay. She's Boy. turning off, she's turning on all the gas and not lighting it. Uh-oh. It's a, a gas, gas, gas. She's gaslighting herself. She's not part of Rolling Stone. She never was. She was just a famous. Um well, let me tell you about her. <clears throat> quick, quick, before she kills herself. Native of London, began as an actress appearing in minor roles, uncredited part in The Knack and How to Get It. Good film. Good film. Michelangelo Michelangelo Antini's Blow Up in 66, Kaleidoscope, the French thriller La Piscine, which I think is the beach or the pool. It's probably the beach. Uh, Get those Crispy's adaptations of Death on the Nile in 78. Oh, 78. That's right. I got to watch. I I just saw Death of the Nile twenty two. Uh huh. Look, pills. Pills. That'll do it. Guess the gas doesn't work. Oh, that's not cool. She's pregnant in London in sixty eight, and her maiden name is. That's my mom. Yeah, not Lane. She was in Lane. Um, she auditioned for. In France for the lead female role in the film Slogan in 69, though she didn't speak French, she won the role, co-starring alongside Serge Gainsbourg. Yeah, right, yeah. That's who became the boyfriend. She performed with him on the film's theme song, La Chasson de Slogan, the first it's of all, many collaborations. All very famous stuff. The duo released their debut album, Jane Birkin, Serge Gainsbourg, in 69. She com- appeared in the controversial film, Je t'aime moi non plus, in 76, under Gainsbourg's direction. The- she kind of got canceled for a little while because of that. Oh. Um, so anyway, she she got known for being his girlfriend. There's other stuff here. Is he going to pump her stomach? No, he's going to just, like, call the cops, essentially. What a guy. And he sure is taking his time getting there and finding her. Well, to be fair, I mean, it takes a couple minutes to get up there. Uh-huh. This That's is like Danny Tessie's room. This is like uh, Neck of the Woods. Like, you get up <laughs> on the stage. Uh, ma'am, check out it's at 10, p- 10 a.m. I don't think he... <laughs> check out time is a... Yeah, you might be right. Um, I don't think he gets yet that she's... Oh, now she'll... He's going to kiss her, but he'll see the bottle. 
I guess right. so, because he really takes his time. And then when he goes to get help, he doesn't just walk out the front door of their apartment. He gets up on the roof again. I mean, she's dying. Right. Really sad. It's a really depressing comedy. Turn, turn up the music because uh, he's he's doing a soliloquy. Oh no! It's like a silent movie. What's this? Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought uh, you were going to hear the the sitar music. All right, you could turn it down. It's silent. Do it. It's silent movie music. Now you should have somehow realized what you were not to do. I don't believe that anybody eats the fleas off. Okay, you. look, it's locked. So I'm wrong. He was going to go out the front door. By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. So he's supermanning it back to his hole. He's fixing a hole. Uh, the rain gets, and he will. Oh, yeah. He'll go out into the hall. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Go the hall. Go, turn up the sound. Turn up the sound. This is him going for help. Now look, no, it's not. It's it's mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation, which doesn't really make sense for taking pills. But that's what we're right. seeing. And that's not really the message. You well, maybe. Right. You shouldn't use your tongue when you mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitate. <laughs> yeah, you should put your phone down. See the cop? Uh, the cop, right? Yeah, that's the bobby hat. Oh, he's looking at it. You know, yeah, maybe, uh... it's not even over there. Oh, no. Carl, why are they taking the nice lady in the stretcher with the... They're taking her to the hospital. She's fine. Oh. She isn't fine yet. He's worried. I love how he's not worried that the cops might re realize he's been peeping. Scientist. Oh, hey. That's oh, look, he's like Albert Einstein. He's Right. It's so obvious, right? And see, it said Harrison. Yeah. Oh! Here Good we go. Day. Turn it up, turn it up. He gets a... Oh. Okay, that's good. Oh, my microscope, just where I left it. Hey, somebody has been playing with my microscope. I had it on 3X. <laughs> and it's on... 4X. I'm looking at you, nearsighted Joe. <laughs> now, he looks he in the. Yeah, so 
This is what I, first of all, I don't have a lot of harshness for this film, but he doesn't get the girl in the end. He does save her life. He saves her life. But he stays in his world and he still isn't, he's still distanced from her. You see what I mean? Like the film's going to end without it really resolving He's got nothing to peep on anymore. You know, right. it, it's, it doesn't. He's, it doesn't he finds it. She's everywhere in the universe of, of amoebas, right? I Am guess. I so the thing is, he's, she still will linger on as his. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't satisfying end. I think a, 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 a you know, like a woman wants to see you in her hospital room immediately. She called for you, you know, and it would be a thank you scene. Uh, we didn't get any of that. Does she know he saved her? I don't think so. Well, well I mean, is, she must from the paper. This must be bittersweet from the paper. His face is there. But this is a bittersweet ending. Like, he's a stalker. It's kind of toxic, his, this one-sidedness of, like, he's obsessed with her. But he also, say, you know saves her and then and lets it be, you know? No refunds. No. no refunds. Do you saw the sign when you bought your ticket? No oh, man. refunds. No refunds. But Thank you for ending credits. Thank you for shopping. Thank you for going to Cannes. Relax, <laughs> sit back, enjoy the show. Carl, what'd you think of Wonderwall from 1968? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very, very much. I thought it was a good film, and I thought it was an interesting soundtrack. You don't agree with that, I understand. I haven't heard the soundtrack, but I think it's a really interesting film. I, I'm not. I get a little. I get a little tired sometimes of films about like guys obsessed with women and have to follow them around, but uh this was kind of pretty layered, and I love. I love the fool. Something like this would be so static and so de deadening, but for some reason they're interspersed interspersals and their backgrounds, mm -hmm. interstitials and and the background. It just added to the film. I haven't seen a film do that before. Yeah, uh, and and pull it off. So uh, kudos, kudos to Wonderwall. Uh, yeah, interesting movie. How about that? <laughs> Our next week's movie is called All Star. Somebody was Don't told me. me. World is gonna roll me. Not the brightest bulb in the bright bulb. Right. Next week's movie is Rude. It's from 2015. Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? What other songs can we just bury? Gonna bury that song. Well, uh, she's the boss. He's the vault. Oh, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mick Jagger. Well, I'm next. Yes, I got it. That movie had an effect on me. It won't leave me. That movie did have an effect on me. I, I don't think I, after watching Running Out of Luck, the Mick Jagger movie on the show, my life's gone downhill. I'm not attracted to Tommy Chung's daughter anymore. Oh, the things he had to go through. <laughs> Carl, next week, we'll be back next Sunday here on Mutiny Radio at 2 p.m. We'll also be in your podcast feed every Sunday. I'm just 
hiccuping away. Aren't you well. really going to say the movie next week? I am, but I, I'm drawing a blank of what it is. I know I oh, told you. Um, it's um, Peter Fonda. And, oh, and Jerry Reed. Yeah. Yeah, and it's highballing. 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 78, was it? Yeah. Oh, my God. The trailer is classic. Hi, I'm Jerry Reed. I'm here on the set of my new movie, Highballing. Should oh, Peter Fonda's out. Let's see. We're going to have to listen to it. I'm I, this is Jerry Reed here on the set. Hey, good buddy. 10 4, good buddy. I'm, so, this is, of course, one of the great, great, great really? trends of American history. When it comes to comes to fads, you cannot knock truckers. God bless the truckers and the CVs and the the high life. So here's a movie called Highballing. The film archives has the trailer. The trailer itself is unique because the actor plays it. All right, so uh, let me get this going. And that will be next week's movie is Highballing. H I G H, not hyphen hyphen. B A L L I N apostrophe apostrophe open Nin parentheses open parentheses 1978 close parentheses. All right, Carl, we're going to listen to the trailer. Uh, it's a classic. Uh, in three, two, one, go. Oh, I should put the volume. Well, I gotta push him to go 18 degrees down the highway. Hi, this is Jerry Reed. Hi, I just finished shooting a motion picture about somebody's little boys. And we'll and the bandit. Whoa! Explosion! Ah, there's a eyeball there. I do, boy. I don't do anal sex. I'm always high. That's for a hurry up on the low. You take the next and you stick it Now, Peter and I play a couple of dudes who had a good thing going once, and we got to get together. Trailer. Best I can remember. Me and you used to have a good time. You go take one more ride with the old dude. But the way things are now, I'm probably going to see a kill. Ow! Oops, a hazard. Hey! So 
American International Pictures? Yeah. Okay. No this second take, Robert fellas. I'm, I'm Jerry Lee. I'm leaving the sound booth. I'm all done with my film. I did it. I talked about the film Highballing my buddy, to, uh, Peter, Fonda. Peter Fonda. I mentioned he plays Raid and he's on a motorcycle. He's, he's crazier than a crazy, crazy on a crazy day. He's crazier than Jerry Reed reading copy in a sound booth. <laughs> Well, well, that's I'll a come on back here. Yeah, come on back. Oh, we got it. And look at that. We got a lady wearing us some lingerie. Oh, fellas. Something for that's, everybody in this film. I'm not going to lie. That's the only reason why I want to watch this movie now. I think that was fantastic. Carl, we're going to be watching highballing. We'll be highballing next week, guys. So make sure you wear something comfortable. We can't wait to see you next week on LWAFLMOYT. Let's watch a full length. Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been
Michael W. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Sorry, I like hearing my name sung to the point where I have to sing it again. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Ready to go once ready again? To go. Yes, ready to go. Uh, as promised, this is one of our August sessions. Uh, our manager is out of the country, so we want no, to be... No, no, no. Nope. We're Change. in September now. We're in September. Oh, we are. oh, right. That's right. We are in September. I complete... We're completely misaligned. Don't listen to us when we give dates. We record these in advance. But, <laughs> but we are keeping to our promise about redoing. Yeah. We're going to do redo two of our favorite movies uh, here on Mutiny Radio. We air on Mutiny Radio. We stream first every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we follow what's really happening with Luke Sayer, so make it an afternoon. We are also a podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's why we say the acronym. And we're on video right now. Where we uh, host as a video podcast on YouTube, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We're going to watch a movie with you. You're going to go watch the movie on YouTube and turn mute it and listen to us on our podcast. Carl, I mentioned it. This is a movie we've done twice before. What are we watching today? Surf 2, the end of the trilogy. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Not exactly. You just put in surf and then the number, number. two. And then 1984 always helps. Yes, 1984. And the channel we like, like is called Surf King. Surf King. Very appropriate. Right. Because the guy's surf. not surf king, he's surf king. So it's we got it. So it's S U R F number two, 1984, surf king. Great. We want you to find that, search that on YouTube. No, find. it's 1980. Oh, it was filmed in 83. Is it 84? Oh, I don't know. I have oh. to quickly look that well, up. Let's check our notes. But definitely surf, and then the number two, you'll find it. You'll see two goofy white guys uh, as a screen grab. They're like my role models, Carl. I wish I looked as goofy as those guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, right, 1984. 1984. Uh, and Surf King is, is uh, the channel. So hit the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We have a very special segment. We're going to introduce you to a comedian who's at the end. It's going to provide the comedian countdown. And the comedian is a celebrity, Carl. And he's with Carl. Here's Carl's comedian. Wait, let me see if I can do this. Carl, celebrity comedian countdown. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Seth Ruddick. Hey. Welcome. Thank you, Carl. Thank you. Are you a New Jersey comedian? Do you consider yourself a New Jersey comedian? No, not quite yet. No, I'm, uh, I still feel like an outsider. Uh, people have been very welcoming. Like, I appreciate mm -hmm. that. But I still don't, I, I, I don't quite fit in, you know, I'm, yeah. No, you're from upstate New York, yeah. and then you hit town here, and you've moved to Jersey, but tell us about home, and tell us about, you know, where is it, and also, what's the comedy scene like out there? Yeah, uh, so I'm originally from, so technically I'm from Homer, New York, home. live in Cortland, New York, um, which is like 45 minutes south of Syracuse, something like that. Uh, geographically, we're like right in the middle. Um, and as far as comedy, there's, I think, uh, there's one other comedian that I can think of in Cortland. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, 
for miles that's it <laughs> so i mean there's you go to binghamton and there's a, a little scene there you go to utica there's a scene so it's a lot of you know driving <laughs> it's a lot of a driving time for an open mic you oh, get in yeah. the car and go 45 minutes or easily yeah yeah i think actually 45 minutes would be nice uh, i think 50 i think like 50 minutes is my closest mic like wow yeah yeah. So you rolled into Jersey and you hit town and within a second, everybody knows you, <laughs> uh, including even Anthony Quinn. I mean, sure. everybody knows you in our little scene now. And also you have your own open mic all of a sudden. Tell yeah, us about man. that mic. Yeah, it, it was awesome. It was just kind of fate, really. There was a, a bar at the end of my street and uh, they had a bingo night that wasn't going well. And uh I said, hey, <laughs> you want to let some comedians in? And uh, they'd never had comedy before, so they didn't know it was a bad idea. So now, <laughs> now we're all there. We're, and it's, it's great. It's every Wednesday uh, at 8.30. It's, it's so much fun. North now, Arlington. it is a successful mic. I've been there, and you do yes, get a am. crowd. Now, the yeah. thing is, your open mic competes with the same op night as the open mic at Scotty's, yes, and you got into a little hot water there. Tell me about that. It did. It did. Um, I didn't know it got me into hot water until uh, a little birdie uh, let me know that uh, apparently I was a persona non grata at, uh, at the Cove, um, which, again, it wasn't my idea to start up the mic on a Wednesday. Like I was really pushing for a different night, uh -huh. but they were telling me, they're like, no, it's gotta be this night or nothing. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll do it a little earlier. Like I was really wanting to work with, with the Cove and, uh, <laughs> and apparently they didn't want that. No, so, but there's uh, a, there was a, uh, there was some trash talk on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, sure. A little trash talk, why not? But, uh, you know, that's healthy competition. Uh, you know, if someplace has better food and it's cheaper, why not go there instead of, you know, the other mm -hmm. place? So to me, that ah, trash talk, I don't know about that. So you're banned from the Comedy Cove. Banned from the Cove, but what are you going to do? It's, does it keep you up at nights? Sometimes it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really I really sweat. This <laughs> is the fact I can't pay 850 for a corona anymore but uh yeah. yeah whatever i'll have to get over that so <laughs> now what do you think of our scene i mean you've hit town everybody all of a sudden knows you you have a mic you go to all the mics what do you think of our little click here i love it like you guys you guys hair like what sometimes you get into a scene and you see people they like they like the title of, of of being a comedian, you know, mm -hmm. like they like the everything that comes along with it, but not doing the work. And when I go to all these different mics and I see the same people at every single thing, it's like, <laughs> you guys give a shit. You want, you want something from this. You don't want to just hang out, uh, which there's nothing wrong with hanging out, but it's, it's really awesome. And you guys have been very welcoming. I did not expect that. Comedians are very, you know, we're very yeah. tricky. So I, I'm very, I feel very welcome, but I'm not quite, I don't know. Yeah, you don't have to give it a few I don't minutes. feel comfortable, but I know you guys are very open arms and I, I appreciate everything. Now, you're no newbie to comedy. You've been doing it for a while and you're pretty yeah. good and everything. You even opened for Bob Levy. I Tell did. me about that. I did. It was, uh, oh God, where was it? It was in Appalachian. You heard of it? New York, upstate New Somewhere, York. Somewhere, yeah. I don't even know where the hell it is. 
Um, but yeah, a guy booked us and uh, he was the headliner and uh, I was talking to him before the gig. He was a really nice guy. He he saw me kind of off by myself and, uh, you know, I, we, we'd never met before. And he's like, oh, you look like you're a comic. Can I hang out with you? I'm like, fuck yeah, man. This is this is what I needed. And uh, yeah, we just hung out. I watched him smoke a cigarette. And he watched me drink a whiskey. And uh, it, it was it was a really fun time. And uh, it was like my first experience working with somebody, you know, pretty, pretty goddamn big, you know? Yeah. Uh, he really is. He was just so humble. And he was just very nice. And it wasn't like a, a big league kind of deal. He was just very, very nice. He was talking to my dad. My dad was just being weird to him. And he mm. kind of gave me a look. I'm like, he's my dad. He's like, oh, okay. He's cool. And then took a picture with him. He was, he was just a nice guy. So yeah. it was a great experience. I thought it was, I thought it was great. During the show, he was Bob Levy. Then after the show, he was Bob leaving. See ya. See ya. He peaced out pretty quick. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I think his excuse was he had a prostitute that was on the way. Understood. But yeah, yeah, you got to get there. I get that. Okay, so Seth Ruddick, everybody at home. Okay, how can people find you out there on the internet, on social media? How do people get to know a little bit about Seth Ruddick with their computer here? Well, I'm... I'm 27, but I'm an old guy. I am a Facebook dude. So if you just Facebook Seth Ruddick, you'll find me. Uh, I do have an Instagram. I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, mm-hmm. Seth Um, And that's that's about it. But I'll, I'll post on all those uh, for the comedy mics or any bookings I have coming up. I think I'm, I might have a show coming up in Manhattan. I have no idea if that's real or not. Uh-huh. But that might be something to look out for, gang. There you go. Back to New York. R U D D I C K. Seth R U D D I C K. Okay, now Seth Ruddick. Everybody at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time we do here in the studio. That means they must press play at home on their device at the exact same second we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Seth Ruddick, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? All right, guys. Three, two, one, go. Thank you for that celebrity comedian countdown. That was really interesting. I'm really excited. And now, without further ado, the greatest movie ever made, the reason for this podcast, a film I've been chasing for years, decades, and I found it on YouTube, Surf 2. Now, this is a production by Bronstein and Hamadi. And that's really why it happened. It was what? I'm sorry. I thought I was lost in the song in the trail. Okay, so... The guy who wrote it really did a good job. That's that's a debatable statement, but it was the guy who wrote this, and it was his vision. But it would never have happened were it not for these two producers, George Bronstein and Ron Hamadi. They're the guys who made this happen, financed it, got in it in theaters. They're the people who believed in it. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, it is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. So all the preamble said, isn't that interesting? Well, I don't know what that is. I, I guess that's on this cut somebody put in their own language. Yeah, maybe that's the, the title elsewhere. Look how they're smoking a joint in the water. Does that that's make imp- sense? Impossible. Carl, I can't even read a book in the bathtub, let alone smoke a <laughs> joint on board. <laughs> Clearly they're smoking that new strain, seaweed. <laughs> they got the co- the Kelpel OG. 
which is hard to light. You know, it just doesn't catch flame. So all the preamble said is life used to be great as a surfer, but then the punks came along and this this guy who was a nerd in high school and he's trying to get revenge and two businessmen created Buzz Cola. And now the world is shit. With Here's Lyle Buzz Wagner, Cola. another return of Lyle Wagner for us. Yeah, well, Buzz Cola has been part of the Simpsons lore. That's the name of their Coca-Cola is Buzz Cola. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And the Simpsons came out after Surf 2. And I also Simpsons mentioned that... not after Surf 2, okay. Perfect for a trilogy. It has that, that Star Wars scroll at the beginning. <laughs> now look, then, the two surfers who are smoking pot, they have now been abducted. Okay, go ahead. By something under the waves. I should also mention one of the actors, first name is Brandon, Brandon Kemp. And as an alumni of Brandeis University, yeah, I salute you. And the oh, and Ruth Buzzy. Right, who we've seen in Bad Guys just recently. Yeah. And you said that it's Lyle Wagner again, but are you referring to Gone in 60 Seconds? We just saw his car. That's right. I am referring to the first of a different trilogy, the H.P. Halicki Gone in 60 the Seconds bottle. trilogy. Now, this is a good way for, for one film called Surf 2, the last in the trilogy. It does start with the scroll as if this is catching you up. Now, these are our heroes, okay? <laughs> and there's Eric Stoltz. Right. The biggest so star we... in this film. And there is, well, we don't really, her, her name is Sparkles in this film. But she was, she was the first person cast. Okay, okay. watch. He's... Paint gets on his nose. It's obviously a fake fence because his nose gets paint. But it's like you get the architects already. You got the hottie, the fatty, and the fatty's already eating through the fence on one minute yeah. into this movie. <laughs> now, his name is Johnny Bighead. And the guy who wrote this, there really was a Johnny Bighead in his life. He lived in Venice Beach in the early 80s. Um, he didn't like the punks. He thought they were ruining surfing. And that's how this movie came about. He was in a surfing accident. A surfboard went through his uh, cheek. So he had a lot of painkillers, Demerol. He got the idea to make like an Annette Funicello, uh, you know, a beach movie from hell. And so it took him like one week to write the thing on painkillers. Wow. This is Cleavon Little, who we know from uh, Blazing Saddles. Oh, and once, twice been. And we, we, yeah, Cleavon Little shows up in a lot of stuff, which is great. He's, he's usually the best part of movies. Well, he's not the best part of this movie, but he does his job. He yeah, just no, doesn't he... have a role that's big enough to make him. But he. Look at this, Carl. Welcome. So, as an Angelino, you must be thrilled. You must have so many memories rushing look through them, you. Look at them switching seats. I know, it's ridiculous. It's just not possible. You you were saying as a, as a native of Venice Beach, California, which I am, that I must... Oh, whoa! whoa! Yeah. This, this was added on later. This was added <laughs> oh. on later. Because, wow, man, she is There's, nice. They are driving. On the left. Now... Well, rewind. <laughs> the... They went to distribute this film and nobody would pick it up. 
Meanwhile, Porky's had just come out and there were these other teenage. So they said, you throw a little TNA in there and we'll distribute this thing. The director, his name is Randall Baddett. Yeah. Baddett. Because he's bad at films. Oh, I'm sorry. I like you, Randall. And I'm sorry I said that. So Randall Badat hates that he had to add the TNA. He says it doesn't even go with anything. No, it doesn't. Now, here we have Horshack and Lyle Wagner. Yeah, look at that. And Horshack's what? I'm always obsessed by people's heights. He's 5'4 and Wagner's Something 6. like that. I, you're right. I should have had that in my research. No, no, it's phone. just me. Because I always, I always think it's funny when they have like this romantic couple and they always look eye to eye, and it's like that's not real life. Yeah, like now, this is funny. This though. is uh, Chef Boyardee. Is yes, Chief. No Chief, relation. Chief Boyardee is Lyle Wagner, and Inspector Underwear is Horshack. What's his name? Inspector, like her, Inspector Underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the, oh God, one of the Kevin Smith movies had Will Farrell play Marshall, Will, and Holly. He was a Marshall, <laughs> and his last name was Will and Holly. Wow, that is. Oh funny. no, Will, and then his last name is on, and Holly. And nobody would get it but guys like you and me, right? Land like, of the Lost. Writing. Yeah, the theme song had uh, Marshall, Will, Will and, and Holly. Holly on a routine expedition. Okay, so. It's some funny banter going on. It's like Lyle Wagner's like the idiot cop and Cleavon yeah. is Professor Daddio or Principal Daddio. He's the principal of the school. And you see this? This is an added on. You're gonna gotcha. see a lot of added ons throughout the whole film just to get it distributed. And it was worth the producers were like, Randall, you gotta do this. Your film is never gonna see the light of day. Right. Like I, but I hate it. He's like, yeah, but the parts you love will be out there. You know, they, I'm the, telling the, you, these producers made this whole thing happen. You know, the parts he loves, the parts that I love, is that the humor isn't based on the usual Porky's hamburger no. in the movie. Like, we got to show as much TNA as possible. It's like, not. We watched a movie. It was with the. Uh, it was during the during the mini radio comedy festival. So it was just myself at that taping with a comedian. And we watched like Loose Screws 2 or something like that, uh -huh. Screwballs uh -huh. 2. And one of the pranks was that they put something in the water that makes your bikinis disappear. <laughs> and then one of the guys <laughs> swam underneath and was looking up. So this movie is refreshingly free of that shit. Yeah. They go off in their own gross way, but there's not like at the expense of anybody. Yeah, oh, okay. So the, there's also gross stuff in here that was added. <sighs> Look at this. The arcade the from the arcade. Santa Monica Pier in 1984. Oh, my God, Carl, this is vintage. Listen, there'll be a Twilight Zone episode where I appear in this scene and I never leave. <laughs> this is really a studio in Culver City in which they oh, reproduced boo. it. And you see they've got budget and everything thanks to these producers. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this, is a... this is Cindy Lou and Lindy Sue. And they're the girlfriends of the show. And here comes Sparkle. She's the new girl. And therefore, uh, Cindy Lou and Lindy Sue just don't like her, of course, because the guys like her, you know? Right. Um, the guys are Eric Stoltz is Chuck, his friend is Bob, and then we have Johnny Bighead. And okay, so those, oh, this is now here's the hero of the movie, John LeGrosse. 
Yeah. See, look, no. that's the screen Wait. grab. No, I, I think you're I, mixing up films. Uh, oh, right. I'm thinking of idiots. I'm thinking of uh, uh, joysticks. Right. Joysticks. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I'm sorry. And, I'm and thinking so of King do video. I in this scene. Okay, now look. That guy's drinking Buzz Cola. Now, this is their friend from high school, um, huh. and his name is Jocko. But but he's transformed into this punk creep. They all have. They really hate uh, the punks. It's because an anti-punk movie. Here's New Jersey. <laughs> Here's Carl's studio. Now, this is a location of an abandoned oil. Um, where's my locations? Where's my location? Here it is. Yeah, a lot of it's an abandoned waste treatment plant in El Segundo. And this is where they make Buzz Cola. Fact this is the factory where they make Buzz Cola. Now, here we have the two fathers of Chuck and Bob. And they're businessmen, and they're going to start selling Buzz Cola because our bad guy, Menlo, has given them a formula that makes people just want to buy it. All right. Here's Menlo's guys who've shown up to pick up the shipment. And they're doing a lot of ad living here, which is kind of funny. They're going, hey, hang 11. <laughs> you know, they're doing like lots of ad living, which the director only permitted certain people to do, which includes the fathers. They were given carte blanche to improvise. Oh, that's cool. I guess they were who he trusted to do it. And others yeah, so some directors you can see like they have a tight script everything's kind of faster and you know like set up as a comedy and then there'll be scenes where it seems like it got ad-libbed right where it seems like it and i'm telling you this film doesn't seem like they're ad-libbing this is another thing that mixed me up with joysticks oh this what? is zamboni because i don't re i don't recall carl a video game called ambulance back then yeah it's fake so he sits in it and he goes, this says out of order. And Big Head says, that's okay, I can't read. And he like <laughs> inexplicably takes off with it and they love it. That's one thing about uh, this I'm movie. Sorry, this... I'm sorry, the guy on the right is Jocko. Okay, he's not become a punk yet. I'm sorry about that. Now that's Tom Villard you're talking about, right? Um, uh, Chaco is Tom Villard, right? Yeah. He's from Greece too. One Crazy Summer, Heartbreak Ridge. I, I know. Was, yeah, he he did a Two of a Kind, or We Got It Made. He he did a uh, yes, sitcom. Yes. Yeah, and he, he was the star. Yeah, no, I remember when he passed away. It was sudden. He he died of uh, AIDS complications, and uh huh. Uh, it was he's missed. One Crazy Summer. He's hysterical. He's hysterical in this movie, and uh. I remember we got it made, so I think he did a good job in that, right? Yeah, I, I missed this guy. He was never on my radar. I, I didn't know that sitcom, and I guess I missed out. Uh, so he yeah. passed away suddenly. It was AIDS-related. like um, AIDS-related. Yeah, he, he had H, uh, HIV. Now, you know that the kids went missing, and Chef Boyardee was out. Chief Boyardee was out there to investigate. Here's the periscope, and now Jocko is out there with his buddy and they're getting abducted. Oh, I got you. So do they play like a Jaws theme on this? No, like the song? Yeah. No, they do surf music. This this whole soundtrack is about surf music. And there's a guy who's like a big deal surf guy named Dale. Uh, 
Okay. Dick Dale wrote surf music. He was a very famous song used in the um, Pulp Fiction in the robbery scene, which is also with Eric Stoltz. Um, he did a musical. Pr- Listen, this is the guy who did reverb on the surf guitar. You know, dum 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 dum. So yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, his his songs show up in movies. Yes, and yeah. he influenced the Bee 